Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of E.W. Jackson for America. Glad to be with you again today. This is Friday. I hope you're about to have a wonderful weekend. So let me just tell you, I will be in Chicago tomorrow. Uh, I will be speaking at the Black Conservative Summit. Here we go. Uh, and that's going to be at the Tinley Park Convention Center at 18451 Convention Center Drive in Tinley Park, Illinois. I assume that's just outside of Chicago. Tinley Park, Illinois. Uh, looking forward to that. I'm speaking on Saturday afternoon. And so if you're in the area, please come by and see us. Uh, all are invited. Uh, please don't be put off by the fact it's a black conservative summit. As I've said before, I wish these kinds of things weren't necessary, but unfortunately, we're still in a position where you've got to get together to try to solve these problems in a way that is effective. And right now, it is going to take black leadership to solve some of these problems in the black community because the left has so indoctrinated most black folks that they really don't listen to, and many, I should say, maybe not, maybe I shouldn't say most. I want to be as optimistic about this as I can. But many won't even listen to a person because, quote unquote, they're not the right color. They're not a person of color. Well, I think we do, as Americans of African ancestry, have a special obligation, if you will, a calling to try to speak to the community from which we've come and say you're being held in bondage by a bunch of lies. And it's time you broke free from them so that you and your children and your grandchildren can experience the very best that life has to offer, the very best that this country has to offer. So I'll be speaking there at the Black Conservative Summit in Chicago. So you all pray for me. If you can't be there, just pray for me and pray that God will use me and use the other speakers who are going to be there. And by the way, I haven't even mentioned, uh, actually, I don't have it in my notes, but a lot of the luminaries, um, of, uh, of African ancestry and American luminaries uh, are going to be there. In fact, well, you know what? Let me not, let me not start naming people because if I may name somebody wrong and then uh, have to apologize. So uh, I, I know what I've heard, but since I don't have that, those notes in front of me documenting who's going to be there, I'll just say that black leaders from all over the country, conservative leaders from all over the country are going to be there. Uh, so that's one thing. The second thing I want to mention, of course, uh, this is, again, this is Friday. Uh, the weekend's coming up. Um, my church is having services. Um, in fact, Navy Chaplain Philip Stevens is speaking on Sunday morning at uh, the Call Church at 943 Canal Drive. So stop on by and encourage. He's a young man, uh, chaplain, just really getting started in the ministry, and uh, got a big, big future ahead of him, I believe. And you ought to go, just go by and support him. And our church members will be there. So you, you stop on by and, and uh, make yourself known, okay? Uh, I will be back at my pulpit next week. And I, I think I will not be gone for the foreseeable future. Uh, I think I will be there. And I say, I'm in my pulpit about 90% of the time, but sometimes these things seem to kind of run in clumps where I'm, I'm gone a week, sometimes, occasionally, rarely, but sometimes a couple weeks. Uh, and that's been the case here, but I guess for about the last month and a half, I think I've been gone about three times, but, but, uh, and so I'll be going this coming Sunday, 
but I will be back for the foreseeable future after this. I don't think I'm scheduled to be away until sometime during the summer. So, so that's that out of the way. 943 Canal Drive, 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. This is George Washington. General George Washington, first president of the United States, father of the United States of America, in my view. This is the award that we are going to be giving to our honorees at our Stand Awards dinner, which takes place on May 16th at 7 p.m. at the Tyson's Corner Marriott. 7 p.m. Tuesday, May 16th, 7 p.m. at the Tyson's Corner Marriott. We will be giving the George Washington Award for taking a stand to Andrew Womack, Alveda King, Michelle Bachman, and Alan West. We'll have a great time. I hope you can come. Go to our website, standamerica.us, standamerica.us, and you'll see tickets there, and you'll see sponsorship opportunities there as well. So I hope you will buy tickets. I hope you will sponsor. I hope you will support our biggest annual fundraiser, but we've got big things that we've got to do this year. We've got, we, we're, we're, for the first time, we are going to be um, hosting and promoting um, Celebrate the Traditional Family Month from Mother's Day to Father's Day because this whole homosexual thing has taken over the month of June, which used to be associated with weddings. They're now trying to supplant that with perversion. Uh, yes, it is perversion, folks. Um, and we want to come back to the traditional family, husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, raising their children. That's the model God gave us. That's the model that works. And we want to celebrate that. It's not a matter of hatred against anybody else. It's a matter of doing what we know is right. I was very disappointed. Uh, that's just one of the things that we've got going. Then we've got our, our, our sacred uh, assembly to save America that's going to happen at the Lincoln Memorial on uh, September the 16th. So stand by for more information on that. Pray for us. That's a very, 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 very big undertaking. But we believe that patriots from around the country need to come together and say you are not taking away our Constitution. You are not taking away our Judeo-Christian values and principles. And you are not taking away the idea, the truth, that our rights, our liberties don't come from government. They come from Almighty God. And, and governments... Our government is instituted to secure and protect those rights. Not to make up new rights. There's no fundamental God-given right for two men to marry. There's no fundamental God-given right for a woman to kill her unborn baby or a doctor to kill an unborn baby. Those are not fundamental, fundamental God-given rights, which is why, why the left is so keen on getting God out of the picture. That's God's got to go. Christianity's got to go because it's in their way. It's in the way of the evil things that they want to do, that they know God will never approve, that the Bible does not approve, that Judeo-Christian values upon which this nation was based will never, ever approve. The only way to get the whole culture to buy into that is to make it a godless culture, an atheist culture, a secular culture. Make us more like Europe. Make us more like France, where... God, who's stupid enough to believe in God? That's what they want. You got these idiots um, in this four women, four horse women of the apocalypse. They've now been joined by, by some stupid men who are just more stupid than the, than the four women 
or as certainly as stupid. Uh, and, and every time Christianity is brought up, it's fascism. Yeah, Christianity now is fascism. These people don't know. They are, they are shaking their fist at Almighty God, and they're going to find out that they are so puny compared to God that they, they're not even a speck of dust on, on the carpet. The only way, the only way you truly become important is to acknowledge that your importance is in your relationship with him. The moment you, be think you're, you begin to think you're self-important, oh, I, I'm important, I'm big, I look at me, look at how important, you, sh <clears throat> you shrink to insignificance. God still loves you, but the Bible says the proud, he knows it far off. He, even God backs up from you. Okay, fine. But you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and what? And he exalts you in due time. Now, these people got it just the opposite. They think exalting themselves and making themselves some big, important person. I mean, you know, the AOC is nothing but a, nothing but a glorified diva. She just wants to be a, a media and entertainment personality. And she thinks she looks good. You know, that's comment about all the Republicans just want to date me. <laughs> So basically, she's just imbued with a lot of self-importance and self-absorption. We need people who understand that we are insignificant, but for Almighty God. He makes us significant. He makes us important. He's the one who's numbered every hair on our head. He's the one who knows our down-sitting and our uprising. He's the one who knows every step we make, every breath we take. He's the one who loves us with an unfathomable love, loved us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Therein lies our significance. Therein lies our identity. My identity is not in the complexion of my skin. You know, when this body goes back to the dust, as one day it will, it'll be raised again, though, incorruptible. But when this body goes back to the dust, as one day it will, my skin won't remain brown. The skin on this body won't remain brown. But I will remain who I am. Because my true identity is that I am made in the image and likeness of God. I'm a child of God, having received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's who I am. That's my identity. I'm a child of the King. God is my Heavenly Father. I belong to Him, and He belongs to me. That's our significance. That's what makes us important. He's the one who does that for us. We don't make ourselves important. There's an old song that says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. That's what it boils down to. And my 
nobodiness is made into somebodiness by him who is the ultimate somebody. Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We are his workmanship created for good works in Christ Jesus beforehand that we should walk in them. Well, at any rate, uh, I, I, how did I get off on that? Talking about the dinner and honoring uh, these folks who are going to be our honorees there. I would encourage you to come. It's on May 16th, Tuesday, May 16th, 7 p.m. at the Tyson's Corner Marriott. You can buy tickets at standamerica.us. You can also sponsor there. Uh, finally, I don't have a copy of my book here at hand, but I've showed it to you enough. My book is now available. Um, you can get it wherever books are sold, by the way, uh, including Amazon. My friends tell me when they put it in for Amazon, you got to really search for it to come up. What would you expect? I mean, all these big tech people are so, here again, they are so against God. They are so against Christianity. They are so against the traditional values that we represent that they hate the people who represent them. Now, that's just the way it is. Uh, but you can buy the book at a 15% discount at, at faithfultext.com. That's faithfultext.com. And uh, you can also get it uh, from me, a free signed numbered copy of the book when you sign up to become a Patriot partner with Stan at a level of $25 a month. Okay, at a level of $25 or more a month. Or a $300 one-time gift. We we're asking you to come back and do that out year after year after year, of course. That's what we're hoping for. But your, your $300 one-time gift uh, will also make you a Patriot partner. We'll send you a free signed copy of the book. I'm waiting, by the way, for more of my author's stash that's in the warehouse because I simply don't have the room to, to hold as many. And believe it or not, I've sent out so many that I, I ran out. Uh, so we're trying to make sure we avoid that in the future. And, and get more books to me long before I have run out of books. But they should be here any day now. We'll start getting them out. I think we've sent out about 60 copies so far, uh, signed for Patriot Partners. Uh, and we've got others that are already waiting for books now. We've got others lined up. I forget what the number is, but I think it's somewhere around 10 that are waiting. So we're probably up to around 70 already. Uh, and the number that you get will be based upon when your order came in, it will be first come, first serve. And we're looking at the dates and the times of, of the, the signups, and we're sending out the book based on that number. So uh, thank you all for, for your support. We are elated by the response we've gotten. We are, our goal is to get to 500 Patriot partners by the end of this year, and we are definitely moving in that direction. We started out before we started this program, we started out with 238 Patriot partners. We are now up to over 300. So we are making headway. Uh, folks, and I just can't tell you how excited I am about that because it is the Patriot partners, the grassroots people giving on a monthly basis that really stabilize our organization, give me a predictable budget because, uh, and I love, listen, praise God for those major donors who write checks for five, 10, 15, 25,000, $100,000. God bless them. I appreciate them so very much. But they come and go. 
right? I mean, you might get that one year, might get it two years, might even get it three. But eventually, they, well, you know, okay, we helped you. Now we're going to move on to someone else. And that's their perfect right to do so. And we are grateful for whatever help we get. But those, those 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 50, 100 bucks a month, they are with us year in and year out. We've got Patriot Partners who've been with us. My goodness, we started this program, Patriot Partners program, I think about five years ago uh, when we had none. And I started the program with a goal to, well, let's get to 100, and then a goal, let's get to 200, and then a goal, let's get to 500. And we, so we're now at 300. Um, so we, when we started this, we had absolutely nothing coming in on a monthly basis from grassroots people, and they've just stepped up to the plate and really been a blessing to us. So that's what this is all about. Uh, it helps so much because I have staff and travel and uh, organizational costs and responsibilities. I mean, this studio that you're looking at right now, uh, I just had somebody come in because the people who built the studio went out of business, could no longer provide service, and I've got needs right now in my studio that I can't meet because I'm not a technical person. And in order to have someone come in and kind of diagnose what changes my studio needed, that alone cost me $5,000. Just having somebody come in and spend the day going through my studio, figuring out what, you know, diagramming it, getting, okay, here's what you need, here's what needs to happen, and, and by the way, you know, folks who are going to then help me run it remotely and need to put everything in place to allow that to happen. So when I sit down with you, I've got someone in the background, even if remotely, who they're controlling things and making sure I don't have to do this all my on my own because you know some of the mistakes I've made, like forgetting to put my bike on it. Of course, I mean that. But people who are there saying, you know, look at you, you got your checklist on, check mic working, because I've got a big sound problem right now, which is why I can't, I really can't do interviews uh, in my studio on Zoom because we got a sound problem. So, so all, all of these things, folks, they really do cost money. Yeah, they really do cost money. And I really do appreciate all of you have stepped up uh, at whatever level to try to help us. God bless you for it. We appreciate it so very, very much. So again, to become a Patriot partner, go to standamerica.us, sign up there as a Patriot partner for minimum 25 bucks a month, and I will send you a signed numbered copy of my book. Okay. All right. Wow. I took up a lot of time uh, for that. So please forgive me. I, I really didn't intend to do that because some of that was substantive. Here's what I want to talk about today. You know that they're having a hearing. They had a hearing yesterday. I think it's going to continue today on trying to create a parental bill of rights at the federal level so that it is clear that parents have certain rights, right? Just think about this. Why is that even necessary? Now, it is, unfortunately, but why is it? It is necessary because the fundamental truths and realities of life have been so undermined that things we ought to have been able to take for granted, we can no longer. Like, for example, parents are the ultimate authority in the child's life. No, not anymore. No, that's up for grabs. Because the left, the Democrat Party, they really believe that the state should have final say. Because the state knows better than parents. The public schools know better than parents. The healthcare system knows better than parents. 
And we're not talking about whether a child needs a blood transfusion or needs an operation because the child is sick with some disease. We're talking about these authorities <coughs> taking it upon themselves to say, and by the way, I just read an article today that says there's a group of scientists that are saying seven-year-olds are sufficiently wise to be able to make the decision as to whether they should receive hormone treatment and surgery. Now, folks, again, you know, I say things sometimes, and I say your, your response has almost got to be, you're making that up. You're making, no, nobody believes that. You've got to be making that up. You're exaggerating. You're, you're trying to get us stirred up by saying things that are, we know are ridiculous. I wish that were true. I really do, folks. I mean this sincerely. I wish I could say, oh, folks, okay, I'm just exaggerating now. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just talking, just that this is maybe where things are going. But I, no, folks, I'm not making it up. I'm not just talking. Uh, a, a group of Pentagon doctors, Pentagon doctors, that means they are embedded into our defense system, are saying that seven-year-olds can make the decisions to transition to a different gender. A seven-year-old can't even make the decision about what they eat what their diet is. Parents have to tell them, no, you got to eat some vegetables. You got to eat some meat. You got to eat some... Parents have to do that for them. But we're told by people who are supposed to be educated that a seven-year-old is in a position to make a life-altering decision that can affect them for their entire lives? Uh, folks, here, here again, you, you know, you, this stuff just makes you shake your head. My father used to call them educated fools. These are healthcare providers with the Department of Defense, probably handpicked to be part of this, this sexual perversion cult. Uh, but they're saying that children at seven years old I want to share with you some quotes of what they say. The children at seven years old can make these decisions. Quote, the children at seven years old can, quote, make gender-affirming health care decisions such as puberty suppression and affirming hormones. Quote, youths quote from this doctor's group in the Pentagon, youths have the inherent ability and right to consent to gender-affirming therapy. They have the inherent ability and the right. In other words, parents, you no longer are in charge of your child's health care, your child's, your child's treatments, 
the child is. And if the child tells a teacher or the child tells some representative of the state, this is what they want, you parent have to sit back and say, well, my seven-year-old knows better than I know. Now look, folks. This is where we are. And this is why it is so critically important that every single one of us make up our minds that we are going to be on the front lines of this stuff and we're not going to put up with it. This is civilizational suicide. This is insane. And as I've said before, if a seven-year-old can make the decision to transition from one gender to another, which you can't do anyway, that's the other thing. They don't even understand the biology, the physiology, the genetics of their true gender, which God gave them. They don't understand any of that. They're too young to. But if they're old enough, wise enough at seven to make an informed decision about accepting hormones and even preparing for mutilation of their bodies and surgery to change, to try, they can't change their gender, to try to change their gender, why can't they give consent to have sex with an adult? I mean, just think about that. This is a very sexual matter. If they can make this sexual decision, why can't they make the sexual decision? I feel I'm old enough. I feel I'm, I'm right. I'm ready. I can have sex with whomever I want. Well, that's monstrous. It's preposterous. It's depraved. It's, 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 it's the depth of darkness to even consider that. But that's where they're trying to take us. Make no mistake about it. That's where they're trying to take us. I told you about the article I read about virtuous pedophiles. There's a group now. Yeah, they call themselves virtuous pedophiles. Because there's nothing wrong with being a map that is a minor attractive person. But you know, you can't act on it without the child's consent. And, and, and they agree that children, most children are not in a position to give consent. So I, I don't know what, where they get their gratification since they are maps, minor attracted persons, but they say they are virtuous enough to realize they can't have sex with every child. They should be commended. See, this is the kind of stuff the left is going to point to and say, see, these are just people with a different sexual orientation. What's the big deal? Uh, I'll say again before I leave, and, and please, please take this to heart, folks, because this is critically important. We made the mistake of allowing homosexuality to be normalized and included in the, 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 the bevy, the compendium, compendium, of protected classes as if it is the equivalent of race or gender or ethnicity, and it's not. 
homosexuality is not normal. Homosexuality should not be enshrined in our legal system as some kind of protected status. Now, don't get me wrong. People can live however they want to live. And I don't believe in criminalizing homosexuality or locking people up or bullying people or hurting people or anything like that. But the moment we opened the door and said, well, we're going to protect homosexuality against discrimination, the moment we opened that door, we opened the floodgates. We, we jumped onto the proverbial slippery slope that I and many others warned about. And many said, oh, no, 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 that, that's, that's ridiculous. You're, you're making too much of this. But now look where we are. We got drag queen story time for children. We've got transgender ideology being taught to elementary school children and even our Pentagon instead of focusing on what they can do and need to do about the potential of injuries on the battlefield and treating our military people from their own physical and psychological problems and that they will encounter. They're busy telling us that they want to start injecting hormones in kids at seven years old and we should all be rejoicing and celebrating. And all of this started the moment this whole quote unquote gay thing became acceptable. You'll notice I never use that word because that's a lie. They're not happy and carefree. They are homosexuals. They are people who are abnormal because they are attracted to someone of the same sex. And as I've said before, that is abnormal because everybody, if everybody practiced that, the species would be dead in a generation. It's not the way God designed us. We were designed for men to be attracted to women and women to be attracted to men, full stop, period, exclamation point. Now, I know the, the left will say that's hateful and all that. And here again, they don't get to judge me. God does. And as God is my witness, there's not a hateful bone in my body for anybody. But I love my country and I know the things that threaten it. And this is one of the things that threatens it from within. And by the way, notice how quickly we've come to this whole thing of transgender ideology and drag queens, and all that. We weren't talking about this stuff 10 years ago. So 10 years from now, are you sure we won't be talking about pedophilia? Are you sure we won't be doing what the Greeks did and, and practicing pederasty and saying, well, there's really nothing wrong with an older man mentoring a young boy and using him as his sex slave. Because they did that in Greece, you know. And it was normalized. Just as sick and degenerate as it could, as it could be, but it was accepted practice. Don't tell me it can't happen. Because that's the direction in which they're taking us. Well, look, I hope all of you have a wonderful weekend. I hope that you get to church and, and get to worship the Lord and spend some time fellowshipping with the saints. I'm going to be in Chicago, and then I'm going to go get to visit my granddaughter. So I'm excited about this weekend uh, on both counts, frankly. Um, but in the meantime, look, we, we are in a serious situation in our country. Don't let that steal your joy. Don't let that steal your peace. You enjoy yourself. 
you keep a smile on your face and joy in your heart because Jesus Christ has already won the victory for us. This is just an interlude. This is just a devil's attempt to come down with great wrath because he knows that his time is short. But ultimately, he is a defeated foe and the job's already been done by Jesus Christ himself. So our job, like the children of Israel who were with Jehoshaphat when Mount Seir and Moabites and Ammonites were coming at them, and they were told, set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. I'm saying essentially the same thing, because it really is a paraphrase of that scripture. Stand up, step up, speak up, refuse to back up, because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit, because we are on God's side.